Welcome to the Journey Home Podcast. Life is full of twists and turns, and sometimes we get stuck or lost along the way. Our desire is to be a friend and resource to anyone who needs a little wisdom, advice, or encouragement on their journey. But most of all, we want you to know you're not alone. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Journey Home Podcast. And as you can see, I'm trying something new this week. Um, You know, if you've been listening, uh, I've been only doing audio podcasts up until now. And even on YouTube, I'll just post a, you know, a little graphic with the audio. Um, But my wife, if you follow her on social media, she's been experimenting this week with... um, with reels and TikTok and stuff. And so I figured, you know what, I'll try something new too, you know? So I'm coming out from behind the camera and I'm uh, actually uh, doing an actual video podcast. So here it is. Um, But uh, if you've been listening recently, um, I've been sharing each week on the theme of discipleship. And uh, last, uh, in the last couple of weeks, I've talked about how our discipleship needs to be rooted, deeply rooted in who God is, um, just in God, right? Who he is, what he's like, his character, his nature, um, what he has done, his ways, um, his, you know, all of it. We It needs to be rooted in God rather than in our own human efforts or our own human strength. And um, you can, you know, go back and listen to that episode if you uh, want to hear more about that. But, uh, you know, we've been talking about that. And then last week I also talked about why it's so important that we also um, know who we are in Christ, know our identity in Christ. And I think sometimes we might think that in pursuing God, like that will inevitably come, right? That'll that'll naturally follow, that we'll learn who we are. But um, I mean, I don't know what your experience has been, but for me, I don't believe that it automatically or naturally follows because we just have different ways of, you know, compartmentalizing or processing things. And sometimes we can be utterly convinced that, you know, God exists, that he's real, that he's good even. But then sometimes we don't, you know, always connect the dots uh, to what that means about us, right? So we might believe that God is good and that God is love, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we believe that we are loved. Um, and I've just lived long enough and worked with enough people to know that that's just not automatic. And so that that is an important part of our discipleship too, is we have to help people and we have to understand for ourselves uh, who we are in Christ, that we're a new creation. Um, it's not just a, you know, a second chance, but it's a whole new life. It's a whole new reality. Um, that we now live in and so that's that's what we've been we've been talking about um the last couple weeks but i think what's also really important um you know at the same time that we're talking about that is we have to understand sometimes why um it's hard for us sometimes to believe the things that are true about god or the things that are true about ourselves um and I think a big reason for that is shame. And so in today's episode, I want to talk about, uh, you know, again, in our series on discipleship, um, I want to talk about uh, the importance of skillfully navigating shame. Okay. And um, 
you know, for those who know me, um, I'm a big fan of uh, a woman named Brene Brown. She's a professor, researcher. Um, and in the last 12 years or so, she's become a really popular author and speaker. And um, she researches a lot about just human um, human behavior, but specifically uh, love and belonging and just human thriving. And, um, you know, in her through her research, it she has... Um, shown that human beings are wired for love and belonging and of course i believe that to be true too uh, from the scriptures but it's interesting that you know for her she didn't approach it from a, a, a biblical perspective she approached it just from social science and research and she arrived at that conclusion as well um, and then what's also interesting about her research is that you know, she also began to realize that even though human beings are wired or hardwired for love and belonging, um, you know, we don't always experience that. And so why is that? Um, something's getting in the way. And she says just generally as a re researcher, she actually says she spends 10 times as much time studying what gets in the way um, as opposed to studying the way. So if the way is love and belonging, um, she will spend 10 times the amount of time studying what gets in the way of that um, rather than, you know, just studying love and belonging, right? And so, um, and in her, again, and through her research, what she has concluded is that one of the main things, probably not the only thing that gets in the way, but the main thing that gets in the way is shame, okay? And again, she's approaching it from, you know, a, a, a research uh, perspective, but, um, you know, when I read some of her books, it just, for me, it just, it made sense. It clicked and it helped me see uh, truths from the scripture in a little different light too. Um, but see, I had I had no problem believing that because, um, in my reading of the scripture, you know, I, I see how shame uh, entered our world very early on and really um, began to sabotage pretty much everything, like all the good things that we want out of life. Uh, shame is really a huge thing that gets in the way. And uh, if, you if you read just the first three chapters of Genesis, you know, if you're familiar with it, you know it's the account of creation and God creating the heavens and the earth and humanity. Um, and it was, it was a paradise. It was, you know, a perfect environment, you know, perfect fellowship, uh, with with God and man, you know, human uh, sin had not entered the picture yet. And then we see in chapter three where um, the, the man and the woman make the tragic choice uh, to disobey God and sin against God. And when sin enters the picture, well, sorry, before sin entered the picture, there's a line, um, at, I think right at the end of chapter two, Genesis, um, where it says they were naked and unashamed. And so that's just it's almost impossible for us to i think imagine even a world without shame uh, because shame has become so prevalent so pervasive in our world um so but we see once sin enters the picture they go from being naked and unashamed to um to hiding from god you know covering up with fig leaves covering up their nakedness um they start blaming you know each other and and the the devil and all these things um and those are just three i think 
three ways that we react to or respond to shame and we've been doing it as a human race ever since um and here's the thing about another thing about shame is you know even though we all experience it even though it you know it is a common struggle for i, I believe every person um we don't really like talking about it. We're not even always aware of it because it is such a painful uh, thing. And for a lot of us, you know, we just think find it easier to avoid it, you know, or and, and a lot of times we're not aware of how it is affecting us, how it is shaping us. And so, um, you know, that's why I, you know, phrased the title of this episode, you know, skillfully navigating because we have to um, be be skillful in how we um, handle this subject. You know, I think uh, even for myself, you know, I remember even just some years ago when I was really beginning to learn uh, more and more about how, you know, shame has affected us, how it continues to affect us. Um, and I just wanted to like talk about it with everyone that I was interacting with, but I was so clumsy about it. And one thing I, I've quickly, I still am very clumsy <laughs> about how I talk about it. But um, one thing I've, I've learned through experience is like, man, if you want to make a, a room full of people get super awkward, super fast, just start talking about shame or something shameful, right? Like, we just don't like the topic, you know, we, um, you know, it stirs up so many emotions in us, because, you know, I think ultimately, the message that shame tries to send us is that either we're not enough, um, or something is fundamentally wrong with us. And that's pretty painful, right? Like those are messages that none of us really wants to believe, but they definitely uh, cross our mind at times and accuse us at times because that is what shame wants to tell us, um, that we're not enough, um, you know, and we're not worthy of love and belonging, right? And, and, and there's something fundamentally wrong with us. And so, um, you know, it does take a level of skill, um, you know, just like a, a surgeon has to, you know, skillfully and delicately wield their their scalpel, you know, like, you know, I think shame is is such a dangerous thing that we have to, you know, as as believers, as people who want to make disciples, we have to um, be aware of it. We have to teach people how to how to navigate it but um but it takes it does take a level of skill and care and so you know this is again it's a huge topic um i can't definitely can't you know talk about all of its ramifications in just one episode and, I, and i've done some other episodes um as well so i'll try to link those in the show notes um talking about shame and things like that um but if I can just offer some practical tips, um, and you know, again, these are just a few, just to get you started. There's probably so much more um, to be said on this. But um, my first tip for you, um, as you grow as a disciple, as you are seeking to make disciples, is number one, to think, read, and converse about issues of existence, and I, that that is a specific phrase that I am borrowing from a man named Dan Allender, okay? But um, think, read, and converse about issues of existence. Um, you know, maybe you're already doing that, so I want to encourage you to do it more, or maybe you've never thought about 
doing that or thought to do that. Um, but I think that's really important. Of course, we need to read our Bibles. We need to study theology. And hopefully our theology does address it. But I just know, I mean, depending on who you're reading, it doesn't always touch on um, just what it means to be a human being and the and the the experiences that we all go through right um, meaningful issues of existence right um, so let me read you a quote from dan allender oh by the way dan if you don't know who he is he's a he's a therapist he's a, a writer and he's a professor and he actually helped start a graduate school of psychology out in seattle and so um you know he uh, you know a christian counselor and so he he um writes you know, a bit about shame and some of these other topics. But um, but uh, this is a quote from him. He says, uh, but what qualifies a person to talk with others about matters of existence? I believe professional training is not the most important qual qualification, even though I teach in a master's of counseling program. Rather, I believe that what enables a person to, to speak about life dominating issues with power is an ongoing habit of thinking, reading, and conversing about issues of existence. And this quote from him um, comes in the context of he's talking about like the role of Christian counseling. And, you know, he's definitely for it. He believes there's a place for it. And as he said, like he, um, you know, he teaches in a master's of counseling program. So he's definitely for um, training and Christian counselors. Um, but what he also says at the very same time is that, um, you know, sometimes the needs that we're trying to get met through counseling or through a therapist actually um, can be can also be met uh, through just healthy Christian community. Right. But um, but in his experience, at least at the time that he um, was was making the statement, you know, like not every Christian had that ability to actually talk about, um, you know, like he says, uh, matters of existence, right? And um, because maybe we just don't think to take the time to think about it, read about it, talk about it. Um, and what, what I mean, so that's his quote. What I mean by that and by uh, referencing his quote is, you know, a lot of times, like, you know, again, it depends on, I guess, the type of Christians you're around. But I definitely have found that, you know, a lot of times we give very superficial answers to like real um, to complex human problems or emotions, you know, or or answers that kind of like sound spiritual, but they're not actually that helpful. You know, it's just some kind of version of pray more, read your Bible more or like try harder and just to be clear, sometimes that will be the answer. Okay, I I believe we need to read our Bibles. I believe we need to pray um, and all that stuff. But uh, my point is, I think sometimes we're too quick to assume like, oh, well, you're not doing it enough. Just do more of it and you'll get to this result. Um, but maybe sometimes that study of the scripture and that prayer has to be combined, not replaced, but combined with having maybe some other kinds of conversations where you're unpacking or becoming aware of uh, how shame has shaped you, how some of our behaviors really, if we really trace it, you know, they are a measure of, you know, our attempt to, react to shame or cover our shame or medicate our shame or you know 
re react, you know, respond to our shame, you know, something along those lines. But, um, you know, I don't know that we all take the time to think, read and converse about these kinds of things. But I want to encourage you to do that if you want to make mature disciples. Um, so that's my first uh, practical tip. My second one is, you know, then we also have to do the hard work, um, each one of us, of uh, working through shame, the effects of shame in our own lives, right? Um, and that is no walk in the park. That's not easy. Um, it can be very painful at times. Um, and you might need help to do that. You know, maybe you need a therapist. Maybe you need a spiritual director or talk to your pastor or a trusted mentor or a friend even, but someone who um, is able to have these conversations with you, not someone who's just going to give you, you know, overly simplistic answers or shut you down or, you know, um, you know, something like that. Someone who's going to actually be able to engage with you uh, in this topic on a meaningful level. So you probably won't be able to have this conversation with just anyone, and that's okay. You know, it's got to be someone who's trustworthy and reliable and also who is somewhat knowledgeable, uh, you know, about these kinds of topics. So that's my second tip is that we have to do the work too because, you know, if we if we want to make disciples, you know, and be able to help walk them through it, honestly, the best way that you can get trained to do that is to, do it in your own life, you know, um, to engage your own experiences and your own story um, uh, and face the shame uh, and the way that shame has marked your life and affected you. Okay, so that's my second tip. And then my last one um, probably should be my first one, but, um, you know, invite the Holy Spirit to help you, to lead you, to counsel you in this process. Um, you know, and that doesn't replace the other tips that I gave you, but I, you know, I think this is so important to you because sometimes we just don't know where to start or, or maybe we might be like, I think this is something I need to work with, but you know, I'm not quite sure. And so just a simple prayer you can pray. Uh, I mean, it's dangerous. So only pray it if you really mean it, but you know, just invite the Holy Spirit to say, Lord, show me, um, you know, some of the ways that shame has shaped me, uh, you know, like in a negative way, of course, um, you know, that it's still affecting me to this day, you know, are there parts of my identity that are, were formed around a response to shame or a reaction to shame, rather than, um, you know, the love of God, which is meant to heal us uh, and deliver us, you know, from our shame. And so, um, you know, that's that's a great place to start. And the Holy Spirit is, is so wise and and, you know, has his own way of leading us, you know, way better than we could ever figure out on our own or, or lead ourselves in. Right. And so um, that's always a good thing to do is is ask the Holy Spirit for help, ask him to lead you. And um, you might be surprised at, at what he does. Right. And so, um, yeah, so this is really just, you know, just a few thoughts and ideas but you know again this series is about discipleship and this is something that um i think people are starting to recognize more and more the import the importance of but it's definitely not something that 
I grew up hearing a lot about, um, and my guess is a lot of you didn't either. And so, um, if you did good, good on your, uh, you know, your leaders uh, or whoever it was that discipled you in it. But, um, you know, and sadly, I, w- I will say just before we conclude here, um, I think the church is probably known for the opposite where we use shame more as like a weapon or to like get you to do things for the church or for God, you know, rather than helping heal people from their shame and, and, and uh, you know, introducing them to the, uh, the love of God that, that again is, um, heals and delivers us out of our shame. Um, I think we're probably more known for um, heaping more shame onto people, right? And so, um, you know, I want to change that. I hope you do too. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this is an important issue for us to think about as we grow as disciples and as we seek to make disciples. Um, we need to um, know how to skillfully navigate shame. And so, I hope that this has helped you. Um, And uh, yeah, thank you for watching and listening. Um, And we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for today's podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a rating and review. And we'd be especially honored if you would pass along the podcast or recommend it to a friend. Before we sign off, I just wanted to mention one of the most popular services we offer, which is coaching for individuals and couples. So on this podcast, we're able to share biblical truth, practical wisdom, but we're speaking on in very broad terms. That's just the nature of the medium, right? Uh, But what coaching allows us to do is to get into the specifics of your story or your situation and apply these principles in a more focused way. And while we can't promise that we'll always find a solution or resolution, many times we've found that it's helpful for people just to have someone to listen and process life with. Sometimes that's actually what we need the most. Um, So if that sounds appealing and you're still not quite sure, we even offer a free 30-minute session for new clients. That's a great way to try out coaching with no financial obligation. Um, You can find more information about coaching or our other services at our website, thejourneyhome.global. And finally, if you want to connect with us, you can email us, you can connect by social media. All of the links to our accounts are in the show notes below. We truly love hearing from you, and we promise we actually will read and respond to your emails or social media interactions. Um, So thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.